Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough, and we have returning guest and network friend, we have Tracy Wheatley from the Paper News Out Loud podcast. How's everybody doing? Hands hurt. We always <laughs> do that sync up, and I always clap too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a recurring joke, I suppose. How are you, Tracy? I didn't actually catch that. I'm pretty good. I think I hopefully got my internet fixed this morning after living here for a full month, so I might actually have reliable internet, so that's great. Oh, that is right. great. Yeah, fantastic news. It's good to know someone here does, because mine's been <laughs> shitting the bed the last month. They had so to come in I might and, actually like, cut out during a replace recording. Replace the wiring. They had to, like, go into the attic and actually replace the wiring, so it's been a big thing. Yikes. Yeah, that sounds like... A that big sucks. to do, yeah, yeah. not I fun. Hate, I hate it because the wiring for mine comes in through my room from outside, goes into the living room, and then we have to loop it back around back into my room to get to the computer. That sucks. So that's annoying. That really sucks. Yeah. So it's just wires everywhere. For some reason, I just pictured a giant hamster on a wheel in your room, just powering everything you do. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I'd be better with that. Yeah, it could be more reliable. But this is a video game podcast for anyone who's new. Um, we are going to talk about some video games. I guess let's start with Tracy because we haven't heard from you in the longest time. Yeah, so um, I guess I mostly play Detroit Become Human now. Like, that's just who I am. So I played <laughs> through it <laughs> my first nice. time. Have you guys gotten a chance to play it at all? Not myself yet. That is one I definitely intend on playing, but I, I'm trying to go in blind. But I've heard a lot of really good things, but also some polarizing stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm eager to hear your thoughts specifically. I did really like it. There was some stuff, um, like while playing it, I was super engaged and, you know, I just loved it, like so involved. And then afterwards, like whenever I finish like a book, TV series, video game, anything, I'm always looking up like what other people thought of it. Um and so I was, like, reading some things, and they pointed out things, like, a little heavy-handed at parts with Marcus, and, like, a little, like, shoving the message down your throat, which I get that, um, but I still really liked it, and I just actually finished playing through it again. I wanted to um, play through making still similar choices and trying to get an even better ending, um, because my first ending, uh, one of the characters didn't make it, and... Um, oh no! Yeah, it was really bad. I had to stay with my parents over summer, and I was just sitting in my room sobbing, <laughs> actually sobbing. And I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm 24 years old, sitting in my parents' house where I live, crying over a video game." Anyway. Yeah, no, you're not alone. That's so funny because I remember even when oh I first God. played through Life is Strange, uh, my girlfriend was like not really a big fan and like thought a lot of the characters were annoying and like especially <laughs> Chloe. So like. I don't want to necessarily spoil things, but a character dies, and at, by the end of the game, uh, my girlfriend was crying with me, and I was Aww. like, you don't even like these characters, so I feel like <laughs> that's the thing. I feel like video games have that impact on everyone, just depending on uh, the story and stuff, so you're mm-hmm. totally not alone. I'm sure it'll affect me the same way if that were to happen to me, and right. knowing my track record, everyone dies Probably in my well. game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I play, like, my decisions when I play the first two times, I really went for the pacifist. This is what I would actually do. So I ended up mm-hmm. getting, like, a decent ending and what I wanted. Now my next playthrough, I'm going to play it where it's just, like, scorched earth where I kill everyone every <laughs> opportunity I get. So I just want to see what happens. Like, what is the worst that these characters can possibly do? Right. Well, I've tried that in uh, Heavy Rain, the uh, Quantum yeah. Dream. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. our other game. Quantic Dream. Um, and we've talked about it before where, like, it took a while. Like, it took until, like, chapter five or something before anything of actual consequence happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played Detroit because I don't have a PS4, but I've watched a playthrough or two of it. I can say with certainty, uh, you definitely get consequences real quick, oh. like, real early. <laughs> so, yep. um, the Scorched Earth playthrough might be a lot shorter for you. Right. My problem now is that the first time I played through, I didn't check the flowchart at all to see what I was missing. But now, like, uh, every five seconds, I'm looking at the flowchart. I'm like, no, I have to stop because I'm trying to, I don't know, just see how many different endings there are. And there's a lot. And there are things, what I really like is that, like, little things you do in the beginning, like, don't actually think will matter, do come into play. Even if it's just changing the scene just a little bit or who you talk to, like not huge consequences, but it has like certain continuity that I really liked. So it was definitely cool. no, that sounds like one I'm going to really enjoy and have mm-hmm. to play multiple times to get the full experience. Huge improvement since heavy rain. Like I loved heavy rain's story, but the actual playing like the first time I tried to play it, I gave up and it took me months to get back to it. And I'm glad I did, but just the interactions, like trying to manipulate the game. Oh my gosh, it was the worst. It was the worst. And now, <laughs> and now like, I would get so frustrated. And the same thing with, like, The Walking Dead Season 1 for the Telltale games. That's another game I almost quit because just the, like, actually playing it was so frustrating. But with Detroit, they really made it smoother. So that's way better. Way, way better. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, we've... Uh, I feel like with Heavy Rain, it... Eh, maybe not a pioneer of that sort of gameplay, but it was definitely one of the earlier gameplays that did that, where it's a lot of decision-making. Like, the core mechanic of the game is decision-making right. versus, like, stealth or combat or, you know, yeah. uh, espionage and all that. So, it, it, you know, it's definitely rough for, like, for anyone who mm-hmm. wants to go back and do, like, the remastered version or something. It's rough still. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it gets smoothed out with each Telltale game, because God knows they're not changing their formula anytime <laughs> soon. Well, and this just hearing, hearing Telltale reminds me, isn't a, wa- a, a Wolf Among Us going to be coming out, or the sequel coming out when? I forget. Soon? Oh, gosh, we got to look into that, because that game was, I remember playing it and really having a good time. I got it for free. Uh, Who gave that to me? Was it Corey from One Track Gamers? I think so. I believe so. Uh, yeah, like everything else, it's delayed till 2019. Ah, uh, well, that's what I mean. That's going to be a great year for games. Yeah. Uh, I said it right that time. Uh, <laughs> I'll say for anyone who liked The Wolf Among Us, um, it's a prequel to the Fable comics. So I'd highly recommend the the comics because I read through them all afterwards. And it's great up till the ending. The ending shit, but like the very end. So like everything up till that's good. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, how about you, Brian? Is there any games that have been on your radar these days? Uh, played a bit more Battleship Brigade, not too far. Um, like I said, it's it's fun it's beautiful i enjoy the style the work and everything put into it but the gameplay itself kind of sucks when you lose and got to do it over and over again um so not jumping in full force into that uh back into that yet um but monster hunter i'm done i beat it like oh it's over yeah so before when i was like oh i beat the main story it's like no you beat like a quest they held in front of you for a bit and they're like congrats but it wasn't actually the end so there, there was plenty more um, now I think I'm officially done, as in there's nothing new for me to see. Like, any other quests I get from here on out are just the same monsters I've already seen, just stronger. 
Right. So I think I'm done seeing anything new. And, you know, I saw the whole credit sequence and all that. So I think I'm officially done. And I'm not, I'm not a completionist in any regard. So I'm not going to be like grinding away just to get like cooler gear that I don't actually need because there's not going to be any monsters stronger than what I fought. Right. So, yeah, I'm done with that. Are you sad about that? Um, not necessarily. I was kind of like winding down with it as it was. Like, I was kind of like, not playing it as often because it right. was for a bit um you know you defeated all the monsters now fight the elder dragons the big dick monsters like kill them it's like uh these guys are like they weren't some of them weren't hard they were just annoying and inconvenient like one of them controlled winds so it just blew you around so it's like it's not hurting me it's just annoying um so stuff like that and i th- i think i ended at a good point i you know i don't hate it uh but i'm satisfied with putting it down and moving on to a new game yeah, totally. Uh, like The Wolf Among Us, the ending was very disappointing. The final oh, yeah. like, big boss uh, dragon, it's kind of just this, like, it's not a spoiler because there's no story in Monster Hunter. Like, there's <laughs> absolutely no story. Um, but at the end, you find, like, the heart of the island is this big crystal thing, and it turns out, oh, the big crystal's an egg, and it's a big crystal dragon with, like, six eyes and stuff. It's like, oh, cool. Um, but it doesn't do anything really different than any other creature so far like it's kind of slow and like awkward moving and stuff because it's a new baby uh and just every now and then it shoots fire and plasma everywhere but like it's not even harder than anything else i fought at this point it was like pretty easy in comparison to the elder dragons you fought before it so it wasn't even that hard it just took a while because it had so much health okay Um, but yeah it was kind of like oh that sucked (laughs) yeah that's how i felt about the ending of like what dark souls 2 and 3 specifically 3 i was like i I, then again i think you told me there was multiple endings that i was unaware of and i just had a shitty one potentially Uh, i have no idea i think i played dark souls 2 i played demon souls and dark souls 2 okay yeah i remember dark souls 2 the ending was kind of similar where it's kind of like you fought two guys and it's like oh those guys were tough like that was cool that was a good ending battle and then you fight, like, the Queen of the Throne or whatever, and it's like, oh, this battle sucks. Like, the la- the one before it was much cooler and you know, more difficult. Oh, yeah. What was that? Ornstein and the other guy? <laughs> Smog? I forget. No, no, that's, no, a, that's, no. A, that's a that's dragon like- from fucking <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't remember. No, I think it's Ornstein and Sm- uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, it was, you know, a little disappointing. But at the same time, um, Devil Joe was running around. I talked about that last episode. So it's always fun to fight that because that's such a big, imposing character throughout all the Monster Hunter games. So totally, that was a more satisfying fight than the actual like story boss. But, okay, fair uh, yeah. enough. And that's pretty much it. A bit of Overwatch here and there, but yeah. As for interesting games, that's about it. Well, that's cool that that's come to an end, and maybe we'll hear about some other stuff coming from you in the coming weeks. Maybe um, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm gonna say. I'll be talking about Spider-Man for a while, but I'm 64% into it, so maybe not. I feel like this is all happening too fast. I'm loving the game, and I just uh, don't want it to end necessarily. And I've been finding all sorts of uh, villains and enemies that I've been taking down one at a time, doing all sorts of side missions. It's 
an incredible game. I did want to clear up a couple things that I mistakenly said last episode where I was like, I don't think there's fast travel. There is, and I'm actually very grateful for it, but it's kind of funny. Anytime you fast travel anywhere, it's just a, an, a, like a little cutscene of him on the L train so, or subway. <laughs> so it's kind of just funny. In fact, one of those uh, cutscenes, you see Spider-Man talking to a guy dressed up as Spider-Man, like the fake Spider-Man guy that was impersonating you in one of the missions. So that's uh. kind of like jokey and fun. And you do get a trophy, if I'm not mistaken, after riding or do, uh, fast traveling five times. So that's just like a little thing for anyone who's playing. That's one thing I like about um, I saw a fan comic of Spider-Man. It's just like a you know, three pages or something. But it was of a girl who was walking down the street and a few guys were following her. She didn't feel safe. So she has Spider-Man to follow her. Um, and you see them on like, yeah, you see them on the subway. You see him just walking around with her. And the whole time he's just explaining the plot of Cowboy Bebop to her. <laughs> and she just couldn't give a shit. Like, she's just so uninterested. That's amazing. <laughs> and he's just amazing. geeking out. And I think that's just like, it was a little fan comic, but I think it was a perfect encapsulation of Spider-Man's character. Of Just like, yeah, he'll be on the subway sometimes. Like, he's the hero of the people. And he's also poor as shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Just trying to think of a few things that I want to update the listener on my gameplay experience. So I've been unlocking a bunch of different suits. There's such a fucking cool variety. I went in completely blind, so... One of my most recent ones is, uh, there's a mission or a, a series of missions where you have to like find stations with cameras set up and they were left behind by Black Cat, which honestly is someone I don't know much about. I don't really remember much about the Spider-Man story, so I'd probably have to brush up on the comics to really uh, know what's going on. It's Catwoman. Like, that's what it seems like. And yeah. she, also she like apparently has a crush on him or like is just yeah. very scandalous. I'm not it's, really sure. It's a very Catwoman Batman relationship. Like, I, I, Absolutely love the Spider-Man world and his rogue gallery, but like that's one that's pretty unoriginal. That dynamic, yeah. Well, she's leaving behind these cameras all over the city, which he even says at one point, like that's got to be pretty expensive. Like, gosh. Uh, but anyway, says the guy the who has a hundred backpacks lying around <laughs> the city. Fair enough. Uh, that the, the whole point of that little mi- mission, though, is. Each camera you find, you have like a designated area where you can focus the camera and you're looking for a little black cat figurine in the city. So it's like, I, I didn't really play the Batman games, but I, from my college experience watching friends play it, it reminded me of that, I don't want to say mini game, but where you were trying to like find the Joker's like question mark, if that rings a bell for anybody. I think like there was like a little like thing where you had to like line up the lights to find the question mark for the Riddler or not the Joker. Uh, I'd see, I don't know Batman that well, <laughs> but it's basically you use the viewfinder of the camera to search the city and then you'll eventually see like a, a cat popping out of like a window or like a door or something. And you're like, Oh, and then you take a picture of it. So once you do that enough times, it clues Spider-Man into where her like secret hideout is and you go there and uh, you unlock this one suit that I'm currently sporting now it's the black cat suit if I'm not mistaken let me make sure or the dark suit yeah it's fucking really cool because he's got like red eyes and a red uh emblem on his chest all the suits are so like cool and unique there's like a punk one where he's got like spikes coming out of his head like a mohawk um uh, that's the pre-order bonus one it's from an alternate timeline where he's like a black british punk rock like spider-man yeah and there's like one of my favorites are is this one called the mk2 suit it's just like all black and he's got like yellow eyes it's very just like doesn't make me think of spider-man at all it looks absolutely insane but so the best thing about this Ooh. game is uh oh, yeah, my, f- 
my friend Fermin pointed this out to me, is that no matter what suit you unlock, each suit you unlock has a specific uh, power. And depending, you have the ability to customize your Spider-Man to your liking. So no matter what power you unlock, you can use another suit to wear, but use the power of another suit, if that makes sense. it's I didn't really do it justice in explaining it, but it just makes your Spider-Man very customizable. That's yeah, you can get the powers of one suit with the look of another suit. Exactly. That's a much better way to say that. Yeah. Um, Which is something I really wish they did a Monster Hunter. Because it's like, this armor's great. It's hideous. <laughs> As Spider-Man, do you get, like, something like, I don't know if you played The Witcher, but where you have your Witcher sense, or do you have, like, a Spidey sense? Detective mode. Yes. The the cool thing about uh, this is you do have spider sense, and it basically, how they portray it is there's, like, vibrations or, like, sensations that, uh, an animation that appears around his head when you're in danger. So you hit the dodge button, which for PlayStation is circle, and a lot of the time, like, if someone's got a gun aimed at you, you'll see, like, a... a laser pointing at you and then it like triggers the spider sense uh and then as soon as you dodge i forget if this is something you unlock or if it happens automatically sometimes when you dodge you can like send a spider web directly at the person who was shooting at you and then actually one of the things you can unlock is then once you do a perfect dodge like that and like disable them with the web you can like automatically knock them out um it's just the game is so ridiculous. I can't recommend it enough. In fact, I got to give a shout out to someone on a fan of ours that was listening to last week's episode and they they were uh they tweeted at us and they said, uh hold on, let me pull that up real quick. Um and I think yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy. I think she meant um like a detective mode or uh from like the Batman Arkham games or Witcher where yeah. uh, like, everything kind of gets R2. dark. Yeah. Yeah, and the like important stuff gets highlighted. So that way it's easier to spot, like, quest-related stuff. Yeah, there is a nice system of, um, like, waypoints, so to speak, for you to, like, navigate the city, um... The one person, though, that I wanted to shout-out was Daniel Spencer. He's tweeted us, Thanks to the recent ABTS, uh, episode, I downloaded Spider-Man and will be doing nothing else with my (laughs) weekend. Thank you. And I'm like, I just am grateful to hear that. And yeah, that's what I mean. Anyone who's just on the fence, has a PS4, and isn't playing this game, and you have any inkling of being like, I like Spider-Man, this is just such a good game. I'm going to struggle to not be, uh, to claim it as my game of the year. But we do have so many others on the horizon, like uh spyro you mentioned life is strange too oh gosh if that's this year i'm screwed because i'm just not ready for that uh, uh mentally well, at least the, uh, you know first episodes are coming out this year that makes sense um let's see uh other things that happened though uh villains i've faced so far is mr negative i didn't really know much about him until this game i thought it was a really yeah. unique story there it was really cool he's a bit um, newer from what i heard uh, in this game, they portray him as, like, Martin Lee and Mr. Negative are aware of each other, whereas in the comics, they aren't. Like, they're completely separate identities that don't, uh, that aren't aware of what the other's doing in the comics, but this one, it seems like they're working together. Interesting. So it seems more or less in this one, he's, like, struggling, like, he has demons of his own, which is funny, like, pun intended, the name of the enemies are demons, uh, yeah. the, the guys that wear the masks, but it seems like... He is a good person, but then, like, since he's been, like, corrupted by this power and has this power, he just wants to use it to his advantage. So, I guess, I don't know, it comes down to, like, a willpower thing with his character, it seems to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so and then I've also faced Tombstone, uh, the Shocker, and like I said to Brendan, a previous episode, it it so far Doctor Octavius isn't a villain, but it's it's 
very it's hinting at him becoming that slowly so like he's lost uh funding from oscorp and now he's like pulling all these loans from other places to try to make ends meet and he's making a lot of progress with his work but then he's also just super angry at osmond uh the mayor or the guy that he was originally started a company with but that didn't go anywhere so you can tell he's bitter about a lot of things and now that he's got like his technology working well i'm just eager to see if in this game we even see him become dr octopus or not but we will i will find out and i'm sure uh people have already beaten the game and experienced that so i hope i don't get that ruined <laughs> oh yeah well i mean it's you know it's it's doc ock it's you know yeah. it's not like oh he has a change of heart and he becomes uh Peter's stepfather uh step uncle and like raises him right or something like he uh, does, yeah. he wouldn't exist in the world unless he became Doc Ock. That's true. I'm just more or less wondering do I like face him as like a final boss or something? We'll have to see. Yeah. Um but yeah, this game's great. A lot of collectathon things. Uh there's this guy, uh, a homeless guy who is like he co- contacts you and says, "I like my pigeons have flown all over and you have to go collect pigeons for him." That was like really satisfying like easy one to do but also really sad because like you learn that he lost his wife to cancer and all sorts of stuff so like the game has like all sorts of like i don't know curveballs let's say and like a lot of the time you'll be laughing out loud at some of the commentaries peter parker's doing or uh james uh what's his name jay jonah jameson the guy who's like podcasting um about he, he used to I guess Peter Parker worked for him as like a photographer at one point. And that's one thing I wanted to clear up too. I said in a previous episode in photo mode, you don't actually take the picture. That's true. But there is a mode where if you hit up on your directional pad, he you're in camera mode for like, but that's more for like quests and things where you can then take pictures. Uh, Or for instance, there's landmarks throughout the city that you can take pictures of. And there's, there's just so much to do. It almost seems like endless, but the fact that I'm 64% through the story, I'm eager to continue with it and beat it. We'll see how it goes and I'll keep everyone updated. But so far you have to play this game. If this sounds anything like remotely interesting to you. Yeah. I think after, I think the initial hype of it might've died down a tad, at least from other podcasts I've heard and other people I've uh, read online. Um, but it seems like even the people who are a bit critical with it, like kind of complaining about like, Oh, they got the clay hair, like on the cinematic um, scenes or sequences. Peter Parker, yes. like Mary Jane is really just a big clump of hair and it just looks really static and like unmoving. Um, DA writing apparently isn't super great in some of the comparisons they do. Like, Jonah Jameson, he said he's got podcasts, like, he's kind of like an Alex Jones sort of conspiracy nut in this, uh, yes. in this game. Um, so some people were kind of like put off by that Spider Man working for the police, not like alongside them as a vigilante, but kind of as an officer, which is weird. Um, but it seems like even though, even the most, uh, I don't want to say negative, but the most critical people I've heard of it, the people who kind of, nitpick uh, some of the stuff or you know find plenty of complaints seems like they still give it a seven out of ten so yeah. like if the worst critics of it give it seven out of tens like that's a pretty good recommendation that's what i mean and the th- only thing i could even be critical of is maybe like the quick time events and that's it's not overwhelming it's only in like key moments where like shit's hitting the fan where it's like a super cool like i don't know like a helicopter's crashing into the ground or something and you gotta like stop it or, or like pull a train off its tracks and shit so like I don't know. That, what else would you kind of expect as gameplay in moments like that? Um, yeah. Another thing I do appreciate is that it mixes it up a little bit. So sometimes you'll be playing as Mary Jane, like sneaking around or and like <laughs> ha- having Spider-Man do like the work for you in certain ways of like, you'll like 
distract a guard and then be like, okay, he's all by himself. And then Spider-Man will come down and like web him up. Uh, or you'll be playing as Miles Morales, which I really, I didn't know much about this character at all. And it's cool learning about it through this game. Cause I'm really, I, I think it's really cool. And I, I hope to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it had my one friend speculating, does Peter Parker die? And that's how he becomes Spider-Man. I don't, uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, in, in ultimate Spider-Man, which is a different universe and it's not a spoiler cause it came out like a decade plus ago. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, in Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker does die at one point, and then that's what leads to Miles Morales, who is the new Ultimate Spider-Man. And then Marvel's like, hey, this Ultimate Marvel Universe is kind of a fuck-up, like, let's just get rid of it. So they kind of destroy it, and then just, uh, you know, cherry-pick their favorite characters from it, and put them okay. in the 616 universe, and Miles Morales is one of them. So I that's see. why there's two Spider-Man now in the comics lore. Interesting. Okay, well, that helps explain that. And then the last Spider-Man game thing that I want to mention real quick is uh, I saw a video. I think someone posted it in our our Facebook group. I might have actually just shared it myself, but it's a video of... Spider-Man leaping into a boat off, like, of the bay. And these characters, it's just clear, like, it's almost... As, like I guess to save memory or it was just downright laziness because they didn't anticipate anyone to swim out that far and honestly I thought there was invisible walls that wouldn't even let you get that far so I'm not sure how this person accomplished this well but- I, I, I wouldn't call it laziness if they never intended people to see it like it's kind of like yeah stuff runs differently behind the scenes to flow better if you you know, purposely go out of your way to break the game and like you know see the you know dirt people swept under the carpet i wouldn't blame the developers for that no i don't but the the thing i do blame them for is how horrendously hideous these things (laughs) are like it's absolutely disturbing to the point where it's like i might have nightmares over this it's like block-headed boat people and i just even just saying boat people makes me think of south park with like crab people like it's boat people they're very scary so you gotta i'll post a video of this in our uh episode link so th- check th- on the website. I need to see that. I don't think I saw that when you posted oh, it. <laughs> okay, I will, I'll, I'll post it in our Discord right now for you, Tracy. Thank it's you. like a hyper-realistic Minecraft character, but the faces don't necessarily align with the squares of the oh, face. Yeah. Like, they could be on the angles and stuff. Good and it's, it, it's definitely upsetting. Yeah, um, it's like just bad 3D modeling where the top t- topography didn't... It's just squares. <laughs> I think it was just all, like code and algorithm based i think they're kind of like here are all the characters and npcs that will have the civilian skins generated on them so i i think there's probably a good amount of differentiation between the civilian skins but if you really kept a close eye on it you'd probably see them repeat uh, at a certain point um (laughs) (laughs) that's a valid reaction to that it's just so strange Boat yeah. people kids it's like the Um, front of their faces are they come to a point that's creepy yeah I and think their eyes are just like glued shut. It's just weird. I don't know. I think the algorithm just randomly generates the skin on these people, and then <laughs> they were so far away from where they thought any of the players would ever be. They're kind of just like, yeah, just make it real low poly, like just the silhouette matters. You just have to see them from a far distance, maybe a zoom in on the camera, but that's it. You'll never see them up close. And then people purposely went out of their way to break the game and you know, yeah, get a close up on this monster. But they gave us the ability of photo mode to do this, and gosh, whoever m- discovered this, I applaud them. It is very goofy and ridiculous. So, boat people, check it out if you're playing Spider-Man. They're very <laughs> fucked up. Or, who knows, maybe this is an Easter egg, like, someone purposely put in, like, yeah, this is gonna be real weird, and, like, someone's okay, gonna well, find th- it. 
Now we can transition into the news. Speaking of Easter eggs and Spider-Man, this is a <laughs> depressing-ass one that Bren brought to my attention. Maybe you should actually... This one's... This was just bad. Uh, so I'll explain what I understood from it, but I'm eager to hear what Bren corrects me on. So, I, well, actually, that's the thing. I think this uh, Twitter account wrongly uh, tweeted. They said a developer used Spider-Man f- uh, PS4 to propose. And I don't think it was the, actually a developer that did the proposing, as I'm told by Bren. It was yeah. a fan that tweeted to them saying like, oh, I want to propose to my uh, girlfriend and set it up so it happens in-game, and they actually acquiesced and went to make that happen. So this is an Easter egg for this guy to be able to propose to his girlfriend. And, Bren, tell us how it went. So it's this is the problem with doing anything in the game. I mean, good on Insomniac for being like, hey, here's a fan, we'll just do a little fan request. It's easy enough for us. Um, So good on them for doing that. But... The problem with doing anything in a game is it's not going to come out for a while. You got a lot of time. So uh, when he proposed to his girlfriend, I think they were dating for five years at the time. By the time the game came out and people found the proposal, they've broken up. And uh, yeah, the initial Twitter reports were saying, like, uh, I hate the fact that I'm relying on Twitter for actual news. Um, the initial reports were saying that it was a developer. It uh, you know has since been cleared up. It's not. He was just a fan of the game. Um, and then the reports are also saying that the fiance broke off the five year relationship and then left, uh, and started dating the guy's brother, which Jesus is Christ. super shitty. Yeah. I mean, you, your brother has to be a real dick to break, uh, to like steal your girlfriend of five years. That yeah. just, and yeah, that's just, how does that work with, within the family or like, how do you, oh God, those are awkward dinners. Um, but that was like all the initial news because, you know, it's got to be a quick story. got to be hot. it got to be fresh. you got to get out of there right away, which causes a lot of errors. Um, so apparently, I think the Houston Press, which is, I think, uh, I guess where they live uh, in Houston, uh, actually got in contact with them. And the girlfriend, Madison Gamble, said that she broke up with them. Like, reg- they were going to break up anyway because the relationship was a mess and... Uh, it was more of it was more of a mother son relationship than a you know couple relationship. Yeah. She was taking care of him too much. Yes. And, oh jeez. Yeah. Um. So apparently the guy's not super great and uh, guilt free in this situation. Right. And apparently she didn't leave for his brother. She's just on very good terms with his half brother. So it's not a full <laughs> brother. Um, <laughs> what so, the fuck? But apparently they're just like close because like. Um, she he's the one she would contact to like check up on him and stuff like so apparently through the failing of their initial relationship she got closer with the half brother and she says they're not dating but yeah who knows um but so yeah there's there's a little more nuance to the story than initially reported right Right. still it's still real sad and she did say that that's not the way she'd want to be proposed to anyway so it's kind of like you know, he sh- that's fair. I mean, that, you know, if you, oh, for like, sure. It's more of his thing. Like, oh, that would be really cool. Not that she's a huge fan of Spider-Man video games and she would have come yeah, across it. He would have just shown her. Right. Yeah. She said she's not a big video game player herself. She just enjoyed, enjoyed watching him play like to spend time with oh, him. Okay. So it's like, yeah, that's that seems like it's more of a proposal for him. Exactly. Than her. Oh, so. man. He had to take her. A consideration into account and be like what would be special for her yeah so it's still kind of like initially sad where it's like yeah here's this marriage proposal like forever in this game that <laughs> of a failed proposal right. but it seems like their relationship wasn't you know 
as good as you would expect at five years. Um, but Insomniacs uh, offered to patch it out, saying like, hey, if you don't want this in here anymore, we can just do an update and get rid of it real quick. Um, but it seems like he messaged them back saying he's got another idea. So I'm not <laughs> sure if they're going to keep it. I'm not sure if they're going to follow through with his other idea or if they're just going to be like, no, that's a dumb idea. We're just going to patch it out regardless or what. Um, but it's a very, <laughs> I don't know if fun's the right word. It's a definitely interesting story <laughs> for Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I mean. I almost want to... Before it gets patched out, see if I can unlock can it if there's it. a way. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. I don't know where it is in the game, but it's on a movie marquee. So go to like a movie theater with a big sign on top, uh, and it's up there and it says, Maddie, will you marry me? Awesome. So yeah, plenty of people have already found it already, but I believe it's still in the game. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. see if I can find it myself. But yeah, that was a depressing one and also misleading. <laughs> Very just like confusing. But once Welcome we got to, to the, the modern age. It, yeah, fake news. All right, but let's see here. Uh, what's another one that I wanted to say? Oh, Psy Games wants to make a new Zone of the Enders. Big Zone of the Enders fan here, so that just sounds like good news to me. So anyone who's interested in that, maybe look into that. We'll be hearing more about that. Um, what else is going on? Uh, Jack and Daxter trilogy in the works uh, for PS4. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the first time that Jack's, Jack X Combat Racing will be available other than being on PlayStation 2. So that for people that used to play that game, I know it had some like set of fan base. I wasn't really big into the combat racing one, but I did enjoy the original trilogy. So I just remember that as like another in line of those 3D third person platformer sort of games of like Spyro and Ratchet and Clank, who it was done by uh, Insomniac Games, who did Spider Man um, and Crash Bandicoot and those sort of stuff. Like that was around the Jack and Daxter era. And then Jack and Daxter went hard into like the edgy dark stuff where, you know, he's got a goatee. I think they got guns and stuff and they're just sort of killing the enemies as opposed to like knocking him out or whatever. But it's hard to be kind of tough and imposing with this annoying weasel that (laughs) was your best friend at some point and then got turned into a weasel uh, just jabbering away. So I don't know. Those games are apparently they're good. Like you said, they got a fan base. I never played them, so I don't know. But, I yeah, like the first two as platformers a lot, and I, I might just revisit it for nostalgia's sake and maybe try to platinum them, but I'm not sure if I would go on and play all three. I mean, that's who they're making this for then. So Absolutely. So yeah, that's one that kind of has my eye, but more realistically, I'm looking forward to Spyro. I know my fiance is like a huge Spyro fan, so I'll probably be getting that for her birthday, so I'm excited to play that once she lets me. <laughs> Yeah, and some people are kind of annoyed with this. Uh, you know, images have been released for the Spyro remastering, and some people aren't thrilled about them. Um, oh, but seeing side-by-side gameplay of the original versus the remaster, it's, I don't know, I find it inspiring. It makes me think I'm inspiring. Inspiring. Uh, oh, yeah, boy. That's an appropriate response. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. If Tracy wasn't here, we would have gotten away with that. No. But, uh, <laughs> But, no, that game does look really good. I just know some people were upset with uh, the kangaroo character. I forget her name. Um, in the original game, it's just a kangaroo, and it's a girl, and that's it. Like, it just looks like any other kangaroo. And in the remastering, they've already released images. She's got, like, long hair and a ponytail and, like, um, more feminine figure. And they just made her more girly, and some people were annoyed Did they kind of sexualize the kangaroo? Like, I haven't seen it. Or is it just, like, a little more stereotypical? 
It's it's more stereotypical. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can find an image of it. Because um, I don't know how much of an actual uproar people were upset. Right. Like, if we're actually upset about this, yeah, this or not. Annoying. Or if this is just like. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I can kind of understand it. Like, the, the thing is, um, they did change her. They definitely changed her character model around okay. a bit compared to which was just a bland. Uh, let me see. Sorry, listeners. These are all visual stuff that she you has, can't like, a see. Weirdly small. <laughs> It'll be on the website. Kangaroo. Yeah, it's it's but. one of those uh, Looney Tune logics where it's like, right. oh, here's a na- naked animal. <laughs> like this is fine. But then when you give them like part of clothing, like just a shirt or just pants, then it's like, wait. So they have yeah. like modesty, but they're also still pantsless, like Donald Duck. So it's like he wraps a towel around his waist when he gets out of the shower, but then all the other time he's walking around pantsless. It's like what <laughs> that makes sense um but so i can understand maybe why some people might get upset with this but also seeing the other dragons in the world they're redesigning every character like not a ton but they're giving them more detail that they couldn't originally do on the original ps1 like because it was right. yes. straining the system as it was one of which i saw was the one dragon like uh had has glasses in the update and doesn't in the original so i think that's just like cool that they're adding little uh, features to them that make it seem more like realistic. Yeah, so I think it's less of like they're intentionally trying to, you know, convey a message or, you know, do a point or anything with this. And it's just like, hey, we have better equipment now. Let's give them more details. And just instead of like, there's the green dragon and there's the brown dragon. Like, let's give them yes. more personality visually, right. you know, through their costumes. But and like, stuff. you have to be so I think that's careful with what your details are. I mean, at least she doesn't have like cleavage or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> it would be weird if they tried to make her like horrific. sexy, which. But, but I mean, still like some games have tried. It's gross. Uh, yes, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't play Spider. Even uh, Sonic, the Sorry. not not Sonic. I meant Crash Bandicoot. That that one uh, in the very first Crash Bandicoot, like his girlfriend was like really over sexualized. But oh, I don't yeah. even I, I forget her name at the time. But Oh, well. Or like in Dragon Age, where the best female armor was also the skimpiest, so like get the best armor benefits, you have to wear the least amount of armor. Like that's another frustrating thing. Like it's just Mo- yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Monster Hunter's real guilty oh. with that too. Granted, there's some armor like the Diablo's armor, where it's just you look like a walking tank. Like you're just so bulky and over the top, ridiculous anime armor. But then there are also other armors where it's like, the guy looks like that. He looks like a cool, badass Gundam fighting with a big sword. And then the girl is just like, metal bikini. It's like, oh, So, like, oh, I played so as a female weird. character, and it's just like, yeah. It's like, oh, man, these armors look real dumb. And that's where I wanted to, like, I want that armor stats, but I'd rather have this armor to, like, wear, right. to look like. Because like it, it looks sense. better than just, it's better than the Slave Leia. It expose bikini. your entire abdomen. How does it not rust when you go swim? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, oh, whatever. But that's a hurdle with all games. So at least it, at least it's not that. It's Spyro. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sexualizing a kangaroo, which is a sentence I've yes. never... At least it's not that. It could be worse. Yeah. So... It always could be. So that's good. And it's still, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, how about any other news? I know I have something I want to talk about, but I'll save it maybe till, till we're done with like game stuff. There is like Nintendo news. Uh, they had the Nintendo Direct. Yes, and apparently you called it uh, Luigi's Mansion Three coming for Nintendo Switch. Yep, 
Well, I mean, other people caught it. I just reported <laughs> on it. Um, but yeah. The, oh, that's the right. The trailers and um, demos for like Smash when they were playing on Luigi's Mansion was a new mansion. Like it was a re, it wasn't just like a reskin or an update. It was a completely new model. So people were like, "Oh, is that kind of a hint of like they worked on a new model for Smash? That means there's a you know there's a reason there's a new model." So yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three got announced. Um, what else? Let me see if we find like the full list of it here. Well, one that caught my eye is all these Final Fantasies. Like, holy hell. Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 9, 10, 10, 2, and 12. So they skipped 8 and 11. <laughs> well, 11 is online, oh, that so that sense, makes sense. Yeah. But 8, why the hell did they skip 8? And that's AJ's favorite. No. So I don't know. He's the one who told me about all this. And the fact that I know FF9's on Switch, it's like, yeah, that's tempting. But I've don't, already got FF9 all, you all, it like way four too times. times. Don't do- four times at least. And it's just like, oh, man. And AJ was like, I'm the same way with uh, 7. So AJ's already got a problem. I, He's bought like Overwatch like four times. It's not even on four different yeah. systems. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know a lot of people, or not a lot, but I know a few people who are like, Final Fantasy VIII is their favorite, and they're just like, what the fuck? It's pretty much like every Final Fantasy game except for eight is coming to Switch. Like, even like, I think Crystal yeah. Chronicles and stuff, like, even the little chibi yep. mobile ones. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm just curious about sure that. Is there any kind of licensing issue with a character? Like, it wouldn't make Maybe. sense because it's like, well, but like, you have all of Final Fantasy except that one. It's just really bizarre. Not all, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe they have like weird tie-ins because I know fifteen has a lot of like weird tie-ins to other stuff. So maybe like eight has weird, complicated ties into final or to uh, Kingdom Hearts. Maybe because I know Leon's in that. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. there is some sort of licensing with like one or two characters. So, but yeah, with Cloud though, he's in Kingdom Hearts. It's just I don't it's, know. It's a uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure myself, That's but right. it is frustrating for anyone who's like, I love eight. Well, sorry, everything <laughs> <Tough> else. <luck. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, what else? Oh, speaking of Cloud, who's in Smash Brothers, uh, the last direct was all about Smash Brothers. So this one just you know mentioned it here and there. Uh, Isabel from Animal Crossing is going to be in Smash. Your little golden retriever secretary from the last uh, Animal Crossing game. Oh shit! And yeah, I, I guess she's kind of like the mascot now. She's kind of seems to be associated with all Animal Crossing games now. Um, but yeah, she's going to be in Smash, and from what I can tell, she's not like an Echo character. She's not just a clone of the Villager uh, fighting style. She seems to be her own unique character, which is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that would be fun to play. It's going to be tough, because she's very tiny and very adorable, <laughs> and it's, you're going to feel bad beating the shit out of this tiny little dog secretary. Like, <laughs> You should feel yeah. bad saying that sentence. That's that true. was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, but in line with Animal Crossing, they announced a new one, uh, which people have been just yes. raving and like just screaming for. And like every Nintendo Direct, people are just like, is it going to be Animal Crossing? Are they finally getting it? It's like, nope. Uh, but this one they finally did. And all they've said is 2019. We know nothing else about it. Tom Nook's going to be heavily involved. That's, That's what it. my friend said. We'll convince him to get a okay. Switch. And I've never played this, but he said that an Octopath Traveler will make him get a Switch. Yes. Heard a lot of good things about that too. Uh, Smash Brothers is what's going to sell me on the Switch. Yeah, uh, uh, it was Odyssey for me. That's what pulled the trigger. But I didn't get the special Odyssey version of the Switch. I just got a regular one. But uh, and speaking of Nintendo stuff, and well, I guess Switch specifically, I saw an article, and it seemed like kind of like a complaint, but it also just makes sense to me, is that the cloud save data will disappear if you cancel your online subscription, which... 
the way you put it, Brand, you're like, yeah, I don't expect a storage unit to hold on to my shit if I stop paying for it. So I, I, I don't honestly understand the complaint there. It kind of just that's intuitive. And if you want to maintain your stuff, I, there, there should be some kind of option to like download it to like a flash drive almost. And then be like, if I ever come back, all my save data is right here. I'm not sure if they'll sell like a peripheral or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. The online system with the Switch is just kind of messy, and I don't know if they're just not yeah. communicating it well, or if they're actually like suggesting these things, and they're just bad ideas. Because um, even before, it's like, if you want to... There's no like internal communication system, because Nintendo's so family-friendly, they don't want people to just spew curses at each other, which is what everyone does on the internet. So they're like, we don't want to do that for kids, so instead there's like no real communication system. So if you want to... like. Talk to your buddy like, hey, get on Smash or hey, get on Splatoon and we'll play online. You have to essentially just text them like through your phone. There's no game way of communicating that. Yeah, so I've heard it's, this. It's just a kind of a mess and people are really confused. It's only 20 bucks a year, which is a real cheap. So, I mean, I would prefer no price for online services back in the good old days. But uh, for 20 bucks a year, it seems like a pretty reasonable price for it or cheap price for it and you're going to get access yeah. to a lot of old retro arcade games like old uh capcom and nintendo uh games but yeah the online service i understand why they wouldn't do it because it is you know we have pinecast we have a hosting service for data like we understand how expensive it is just to store people's shit online um it's not as easy and simple as people think it is and it's very expensive but i think it's also in line with game consoles now don't have as much storage capacity i know with everyone like who got a ps4 and a switch and stuff the first thing they did was try to get the biggest cartridge or memory card they could to put in it um you know terabytes and stuff because i think it only comes with 32 gigs by default which isn't much Uh, especially for games these days so i think people were complaining like there's no cloud save like in steam where it's like even if i don't want the online service i can't play my games anymore so it's kind of like if you have a game with stored data and it's on the online cloud service, you will have to continue to pay for online service. Even if you never use any other feature of the online service, you have to use it just for the storage uh, as long as yeah. you play the game. So I think that's why people are complaining. But I don't know. At least for me, once I'm done with a game, I'm pretty much done. I very rarely will play it forever or for years. So it's kind of like, if I'm only doing solo games, if I never do online features or online co-op whatsoever with Switch, which would be dumb, it's made for it. Um, but if I never do that and it's like, hey, uh, you'll lose access to all of your Splatoon information if you stop paying for the service. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, I, I understand both yeah, sides exactly. of this, but I feel like it's more reasonable for Nintendo's side of this. Oh, agreed. And yeah, the $20 price tag, it's like... If you really care about your saves, just pay 20 bucks for the year. It's not a big just deal. Just don't buy so. lunch for two days for a year, <laughs> like, and you've paid for the service. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, that was one worth bringing up. Uh, is there any other uh, video game news we might want to touch on? Uh, I want to bring up an anime topic at some point. Katamari, uh, Dema- Katamari Damacy Reroll is being, uh, was announced for Switch. So I Ooh. don't know if this is just a port. Or if this is, like, a new game or uh, what. But, yeah, Katamari on Switch, which would be very good on mobile. I know they had a few for the PSP, but, you know, this is hopefully easier on the hands. 
I remember if, it had to have been at least a year ago at this point. I was playing a Katamari mobile game. Yeah, the the tap my Katamari. Uh, that well, was that's kind not of fun, but it was just yeah, it wasn't the same at all. It's just tapping your phone as much as you possibly yeah, it's could. Just a tap game. Uh, actually, yep. no. It looks like it's just the first Katamari Damacy, but just for Switch. So hey, still good. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, there's plenty of those games, but they don't change too much. Like they're always pretty similar. So you know, having the first one again is not a big problem. Uh, and Civ Six got announced for Switch. Oh, interesting. And City Skylines. Well, there goes Basta. He's gonna go. Switch I was now. just gonna say Basta. You got to get a Switch now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hopefully, be hearing from him soon. Yeah. So yeah, they got you know it was a pretty decent direct. Uh, people were pretty, you know, seemed pretty pumped for the games and the updates they've announced. And, you know, Mega Man update, Mario Tennis Aces update, you know, Mario Brothers U update, you know, different stuff here and there. Um, but yeah, it seems like most people were confused or put off by the online system. So whether or not that's what they're doing, or if they just need a better way of communicating it, that seems like Nintendo. That's something Nintendo has to work on. Definitely. Uh, what else? Oh, EA is still doing loot boxes in Germany and Belgium uh, that made it illegal. So EA is breaking the law internationally. Oh, wow. Because they're just greedy as shit. That's not cool. Yeah, so earlier this year, last year, maybe Belgium outlawed the loot box system saying it's gambling and it's targeting children, which is the main argument for it. And everyone backed down in Belgium, like Steam, or Valve, uh, Nintendo, Sony, like all the companies, either took those games out of the country or reworked it so they could play without them, except for EA. So... Turns out EA is just so fucking greedy, they'll break the law for it, which should surprise no one. Yeah, that should catch up with them fast. We'll see what goes Th- on You would that. think so, but this is America. Oh, jeez. Um, as for the anime thing, I just want to mention briefly, I'm a big Fully Cooly fan, and I know we had talked about the new series came out, and I didn't get around to watching it until just recently. I finished uh, Fully FLCL Progressive. It's the first of two new seasons, uh, six episodes long. I remember going into it being like, is this going to live up to my expectations? And I can happily say it does. It was absolutely fucking phenomenal. It was very, it's just what you expect from a fully Cooly anime. I was laughing out loud. I was saying, what the fuck out loud? And also just being, I don't know. It was just absolutely psychedelic, funny, and entertaining, but also very hard to understand. It's like, <laughs> I feel like for the most part, you're just going to be like, I don't know what's going on here, but just, just kind of roll with the punches and then by the end of it you'll be like that was a phenomenal experience a lot of cool callbacks to like characters in the first season like uh lord conti isn't in this whole season but like towards the end there's like a a reprise of him and like he plays a bigger role um adamisk the big uh the pirate king uh the big red bird creature he uh is also in this it's just absolutely everything you want if you're a flcl fan so i can't recommend that enough and if i'm not mistaken the first episode of that second new season is already available so i think that's airing potentially now ish and i might have just got on board at a good time so i'm looking forward to getting into the next one i can't recall what that one's called let me see i'm not too sure i just actually watched flcl for the first time like in one sitting recently because i saw it a bunch on toonami back in the day but i didn't understand any of it and then i sat down and watched it all in one sitting i still don't understand any of it 
Yeah, it's not really easy, but I've watched it so many times that I've like learned more about it. I feel like it is a show that the more you watch, the more you get out of it. But it is just oh, so fantastic. The the second new season, it the both new seasons, it's progressive and then alternative. So the first one of alternative is available. So I'll be watching that probably later today. Everything I've read about it, like when people try to explain it, it's nothing that's so concrete that's like oh yes, that's clearly what it means. It just all comes off as theories. It's like yes, this theory makes sense but it, it's not necessarily what the you know creator intended unless the creator says that so yes and i think the best recurring like sentence in both seasons so far is nothing amazing ever happens here and like the entire show just shits hitting the fan and it's absolutely ridiculous so it's funny to them like this is just your average normal day mm-hmm. but the whole idea is this weird company medical mechanica has these giant iron shaped buildings on the on the planet and they're like kind of like f- steaming i f- feel like they're like uh, flattening the wrinkles of reality or some kind of shit. It's like really out there stuff. So like, I feel like you might want to be on drugs if you enjoy this because they certainly were when they made this. I haven't heard of it before, but you sure convinced me. So here we go. <laughs> oh, FLC. Oh, and for anyone who does want to watch it, it's all streaming for free available at adultswim.com. Just check out FLCL. I'm sure you'll find it. So absolutely uh, phenomenal do you, show. Do you need to sign up with a cable provider for that? Uh, I didn't. Okay, I know some stuff on Adult Swim. I think, like, the newest stuff, you have to sign in through whoever your cable provider is. Um, But, yeah, I think some of the older stuff you don't. What's funny about this link, I'll include it in our show notes on the website if you do have an interest, is that it says that these expire, like, in June or something of 2014. So I'm like, well, they should have expired already, but I'm still able to watch them. So get on that while you can. Yeah. And for anyone who's interested, FLCL, uh, it's only six episodes. So if it is, like, catch your interest, and if it does sound weird or interesting, you knock it out in, like, two hours, three hours. Definitely. Oh, uh, All right. one thing. Henry Cavill was announced oh, for Geralt in the Witcher series for Netflix. That. Yeah. No. It happened, like, right after our last recording. So it's been, uh, been a while since they announced it. I don't know how I feel about that. But, yeah, he got announced to be Geralt. Yeah. So... Yeah. And he's also stepping away from Superman role, I saw an article. So I'm wondering if that's in preparation or to focus on his new role as Geralt? I think it's because the DC Cinematic Universe is just such a fucking shit show. And they're just like, hey, you know what? This isn't worth it. Because apparently Henry Cavill is actually a big fan of Witcher to the point where he's read the books and played the games multiple times. So... I, he wouldn't have been my first pick for uh, Gerald. He probably wouldn't have been my 10th pick for Gerald. But the fact that he's a fan of it and wants to do this versus this is just a paycheck. Like Ben Affleck paying Batman. That just seems like a, pay gra- uh, a paycheck. Um, but the fact that he's interested in this world and the character and the story um, definitely got a plus for me. Definitely uh, makes me m- more comfortable with this casting. Yeah. I um, definitely agree. And I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like at first I was just... Totally. I don't, I don't know, just, I didn't picture him as that. Like, you said he wouldn't be my first pick at all. And I kind of like when there's, like, mm-hmm. a known character and then they find an actor that hasn't had any major roles yet where you don't associate them with someone else already. You know, he's already Superman and stuff like that. But knowing that he's such a big fan, I would think he would do a good job. And he is a great actor, so. Yeah, I've heard people say, like, oh, they're just getting him because he's a big, like, Hollywood name. I'm like, he's... He's Superman, and he was in the last Mission Impossible, and he's been in some big budget stuff, but I don't know if he's necessarily, like, 
I don't know. I wouldn't consider him like big budget Hollywood famous like superstar. Like he's the name that draws people into something. Like he's a big celebrity name, but I don't know if he's got the drawing power enough to like stand alone. So I think he's still he I think he's famous enough where people recognize him, but I think he's still new enough where this could be a real defining moment for his career. And I look forward yeah, to I'm it. Super excited for sure. Definitely. And I, I'm trying to find the name. I can't find it right now, and I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, but the director of the Witcher TV series uh, for Netflix, they did a short film about uh, a cockatrice turning people to stone, um, which is like, I'm pretty sure, which is kind of just a test film for Witcher, because that's exactly what the Witcher would deal with. Um, so I, I'm sorry it's like no information, <laughs> but I believe the director... Uh, did that short film and it was a good, really good short film. And if like that's what the Witcher series is going to be, uh, or even just a bigger budget of that, then I look forward to it. So. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, then I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tracy. Uh, let's hear about your podcast. You have a show on the network. I do. It's called Paper News Out Loud, and we have been on an unannounced hiatus for a while until my co-host, um, until our wedding's done, which is actually in two weeks. Ooh. So we should nice. be back, yeah, in about mid-October. So just with all the stuff going on, we got a little busy. Oh, totally understandable. But there's still 30 episodes out there for you to catch up on before October. So There you go. And, Bren, how about you? Where can our listeners find you? Hey, BTS, right now on Twitter is very uninteresting. I use it to retweet stuff to try and get a free switch. But uh, there's a webcomic out there that I like that's called The Pigeon Gazette. And it's just kind of a uh, slice-of-life comedy, uh, you know, non-serial, like it's not continuous um, comic. And I think she does a very good job, and uh, I like the humor with it. And she's also spun it off into an Overwatch comic called Genji Cat. Where it's the the ninja character Genji as an annoying cat, which is very entertaining for anyone who watch or who plays uh, Overwatch. So nice. I'd recommend those. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, uh, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable everywhere at ABT Silence, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, all the places. We have a Facebook group that I recommend joining. Uh, just type into your search bar ABTS fan group or something like that. It should pop up. <laughs> I don't know, um, something, funny, something like that. <laughs> I don't recall. But and, and if you have any interest uh, in my record label, you can check that out at MissedOutRecords.com. Got a couple more releases coming relatively soon for pre-order. And I just actually shipped a bunch of pre-orders today. So if you ordered anything, uh, look in your mailbox. But thanks for listening to this week's episode. We will be back. See you guys next time. See you.